Welcome back to the Falcons Pre-Prep Podcast, the place where we talk to staff and parents and some of the children about life at the school and in the community. And we explore the world of early years learning. Now, in this episode, we speak to Head of Reception and Head of Games, Mr. Noah Kabrib. So we're going to hear from him why he thinks the early years stage sets the foundations for what comes later, what his take is on the environment in learning in a boys' school, and what single piece of advice he might give to a parent. But we also explore what a typical day looks like for him, which is always an interesting explore. Our host, Clive, takes us into this conversation. So come with me now as we speak to the head of reception and the head of games. Good to meet you, Noah. Hi, Clive. Nice to meet you. And so, Noah, you are head of games and head of reception. That's correct. That sounds like two very important roles at the school. Yes, very exciting. I get to do the inside and the outside, which are passions of mine outside of work as well. Fantastic. So you look after the children's educational needs in the classroom and then you head outside and get stuck into the game side of things. Yes, their sporting desires. Some which have been found, some that need finding. I see. So that's part of your job, is it? To, to help, help find that, that sporting talent, that sporting excitement where it is. Yes, because we drew during the game sessions MPE here at the Falcons, we do a variety of sports. We have a sporting focus per term. In the autumn, it is football. In the spring, it's tag rugby. And in the summer, it's cricket. So, of course, you have your boys who are interested across the board. You have your boys who are really interested in a particular sport. I see. So they get the chance to try out the different sports, work out where their passions lie or what they're really into. Yes, exactly that. And as well as in PE, they do in school a range of sports as well. Okay, which is your preferred sport, Noah? Football is my preferred sport. Growing up, I did play tennis and I still like to play tennis. However, there's something about being part of a team that really engrossed me into football. Right, and is that important for the children, that team aspect? Yes. So here at the Falcons, I was actually the PE teacher many years ago and one of my biggest pieces of advice to parents were make sure you have a balance between an individual sport and a team sport because that's how boys make friends. I still speak to a lot of my friends who played for my first football team. You kind of grow up together, you learn that early introduction into teamwork and then it just sets the foundations. I see. So if there's a a team sport and an individual sport, then you're saying there are different ideas, different lessons to be learned through the two. Yes, and some that can be transferred across both as well. So it's good to have that balance. I see, this is fantastic. This has changed my perception of, of sport in school already. But I have a question though. Let's face it, not all boys like sport. I was one of those little boys who really wasn't into to sport at school. What can you say to parents who are thinking, well, I'm not sure my young lad really is into that sport. How, how will he fit in here? How, how will he find this experience? What's your advice there? Well, I always say you have some boys who just had that sporting desire from a very young age. However, there are some boys who aren't quite there yet. And I always say to parents, boys will get a bug of some sort, whether it's football, whether it's tennis, whether it's tag rugby. And it's just about exposing them to as much sporting experiences as they possibly can. And then eventually they will find something that they like. Because one of the biggest, one of my biggest beliefs is that boys have to be physical they have to have that physical output where they are able to 
blow off some steam and then it really helps it transfers back to the classroom sure so for one boy it could be tag rugby for another boy it could be it could be tennis but if you find that thing there's something to be gained Yes, I remember there a few years ago, there was a boy who wasn't the biggest sportsman. However, I saw his mum locally in Chiswick and turns out he found his love for water sports whilst they were on holiday. And he has really, really taken to it. And she showed me an article which they'd published on, on him. So it just goes to show you just have to stick with it. There is a sport out there for everybody. But our job is to foster the love for being active and being physical. I see, right. So I I wish I'd had a teacher like you when I was a young lad. Perhaps I would have discovered sport a bit sooner. This sounds great. I'd like to also learn a little bit more about your role as head of reception. But before we do that, Noah, could you maybe just tell us a little bit more about you, your background, what brought you into teaching, why you got into teaching? So I remember being at a bit of a crossroads when I finished my undergrad up until throughout most of my childhood and my early teenage I'd always worked in various play centers sporting environments and I asked myself what was the one constant throughout my life and it was kids in different forms whether it's teaching art whether it's outside in the playground kids were always present so I thought what's the best way to really take my passion for working with kids to the next level and of course it was it was teaching And what was it that made you decide that this was the age group you wanted to work with? So once I kind of made that decision, I kind of went on a bit of a a journey and I spoke to a few friends who had worked in, who were working in secondary schools. I had experience coaching kids of various ages. However, I always had a passion with working with the younger children. And I, I vaguely remember I had one very, very, very good reception teacher when I was really young and... When I was selecting what year groups I'd like to work with at university, the three, the only three boys that were in my cohort all decided to work with Key Stage 2. However, I thought I wanted to work with the early years and I made that decision and here I am. So just to help us out with those of us who aren't quite sure, when we say reception, which particular age bracket are we looking at? It's four to five. That's four to five. So that must be quite a, a key year in, in a child's educational life. It is. And when, when we have our curriculum evenings and when I first sit down and speak with the parents in the year group, I always really try to reinforce it's probably the best year in the sense that you get to have so much fun with your learning. It can be outside, it can be inside. And because it's quite a free flow approach to the learning, we have a lot more flexibility as opposed to as they get slightly older where it becomes more table work we get to follow the children's interests and that takes us anywhere anywhere and everywhere so i know that early years stage is is very important to everyone at at falcons pre-prep why do you think that particular stage in a child's uh, education sets the foundations for what comes later well i guess it's their very early introduction to their educational career where they're away from their parents for long periods of the day they're making friends with the children in their class. It's the kind of first time their parents let them go. So it's, it's just great. It's great to see how they find their feet. Some, as I say, develop at different rates. So there are some that you have to, to guide more. There are some that just take to it like a natural. And it's all about providing an environment which they feel comfortable to just to try things. And that's all you want them to do. You want them to try. They'll figure out their likes and dislikes and... 
our job is to then scaffold from there. What a really nice way to look at it. You mentioned there that for some children, they sort of take to things quite easily and for others, it takes a bit longer. Have there been any particular moments working with the younger children that you found particularly rewarding? Yes. I mean, as I say, there's never a dull moment working with the age group I work work with. Quite often, if I'm not having the best of days, there's some one-liners that the kids will just remind you as to why you do your job. I remember once a boy had drawn a picture of his mum and his dad on a honeymoon. And of course, as an adult, I know what a honeymoon is, but I, I wanted to know if this young man knew. He said, Mr. Kabrib, and he looked at me like I was silly. He said, it's a moon full of honey. <laughs> and I said, yep, that, that makes sense, right? It's these small pockets in which they just take the world for its kind of face value. And there isn't an extra meaning to it. It's just real surface level. And that's how they, they become, begin to deepen their understanding of the world they live in. Sure. It sounds like you have some fun discussing all these different ideas that, that pass through these children's lives. Yeah, I've got some, I've got some quotes that will stay with me for life. <laughs> Fantastic. Any you can share with us? I think top was probably the, the, the moon full of honey. <sighs> Off the top of my head. So we were playing outside. We were playing, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? And I remember, of course, you ask your first child and he says, a hundred o'clock. And I said, well, we, we don't have enough space. And then one of the other kids <laughs> said, it's no fun if you ask us to do all the steps straight away. You've got to wait. <laughs> and of course, he said it in a wolf voice. So it, yeah. it, just, it, just, it just made me laugh uh, as well as my TA. It sounds like a, a great way to spend your working life, but also important to you can hear these children through your stories, working things out and working out how language works, how yeah. ideas work. It sounds like through the fun they have with you, they're, they're learning. Yeah. And even at the age of four and five, I think sometimes you forget just how young that actually is. And sometimes I find myself having to explain things that I just assume that they got. So even for me as a teacher, I learn every day. I understand the type of language I have to use and constantly evaluate. Did they understand it? And so on. So every day's learning and a learning experience. Now, of course, at Falcons Pre-Prep, beyond nursery stage, we're talking about a boys-only school here, aren't we? What's your take on the environment of learning within a boys-only school and, and how that works for the boys? So I, I've worked in a number of settings. I've worked in the co-ed and just a, just a boy setting. I think boys, when they're around boys, allow, are just allowed to be themselves. I think sometimes when they are around girls, they, you know hang back a bit they're not as forthcoming I find that when boys have had their their play their you know rough and tumble they're then ready to refocus and and start their learning so you find there's something really that boys can gain from this environment that that is that is something precious something special yes and as I said having worked in previous settings I have found that boys have made significantly more progress in the setting that I'm currently in. If I were to ask you what your particular passion points were, we know that teachers have all got their particular focuses, their things that really set them alight and that, that they put into their, their, their teaching environment with the children. What would your particular passion points be, Noah? I think one of the biggest things that I adopted from quite early on was the environment. It's okay to make a mistake. I quite often model making mistakes, for example, 
we were writing some sentences on on the board and I forgot to put full stop and one of the boys corrected me and said Mr Kubrib you forgot your full stop and I was like oh, what would I do without you so it's just that initial celebrate the wrong answer just as much as you do the correct because if they're making mistakes it, they're obviously being challenged enough and it does take some time to to get used to I think we live in a world where the right answer is always celebrated, but the wrong answer, there's just as much learning going on there. So getting them to feel comfortable to make the mistakes and just, just have a go. That's, that's all we really want them to do. Try, and that's where we as teachers then make the next steps to their learning. Such a valuable idea, absolutely. And so simple as well. That's, that, that's the beauty of it, right? Of course. So as head of reception and head of games, Life sounds busy. Tell us how a typical day might be if we were to shadow you through a day at school then, Noah. So Friday is our games day. Friday is almost like a mini trip for our boys. We, we head off, we come into school, we have our activities in the morning. They have their snack earlier than usual. And then they line up at the front of the school, walk under the underpass and take a short trip to our games field, which is about five to ten minute coach journey to which where we have we have a lot of space and for example we're currently in our football football term one of our reception boys because it's quite new for them as they progress through the school year one and year two have had a few years of it just last week one of the boys said I love games Friday's my favorite day of the day of the week and then they'll have an hour where we're just doing particular last week we were focused on passing Previous week, we were learn, learning dribbling and we'll progress through shooting. And then they come back and then they have their lunch and then we have our free flow in the afternoon. So that's Friday. Friday is our fun day. They're dressed in their games kit. So we put mm -hmm. the blazers and we put the shirts and ties down. And we're just in our rugby tops, our tracksuit bottoms. Some of the boys love to wear shorts, even though it's freezing outside. So we have to remind a few parents it is winter season. And that's our Friday. You said free flow there. What, what's, what's that? Free flow is where we have a range of activities set up where the children can choose their learning. We call it child-initiated learning. So there'll be some focus activities that might be teacher-led. We might set out some activities which entices a few people to work together. For example, puzzles are a great hit with my class. We have a Lightning McQueen puzzle that has probably been made over a thousand times. Oh, the character from the Cars movie. Exactly. Right. Each time, once it's completed, there is a huge celebration. Um, <laughs> you'll be surprised how, how much joy they get from that. And it's just an, an opportunity for children to, to dictate their own learning. Now, when we speak to teachers, we like to ask them to, to look to the future a little way. And I suppose I'd like to ask you the same thing, Noah. If you were going to look at the coming year, the coming years for you, for your class, for the school as a whole, what can you tell us over what the future might bring? Well, being in the Falcons, we're quite a tight-knit community in the sense that we go up to year two. So mm. our current year two boys have been in our reception program. So it's, it's quite a remarkable journey. You see them coming to us, some at pre-reception, and they leave the school in year two. And the growth in which happens in that period of time, you see just how their likes can change, how their likes stay the same and how their journey just is always on a forward trajectory. They become young men. By the time they leave us, they are young men. And that young boy who came to me in reception is now a confident, charming, 
bright young man ready to go to his next school. And you get to take some credit for that. You've helped that young man work out who he is. Yes, yes. I think we we work closely with families as well. That you just get to see that journey. And because I because I do a lot of coaching outside of school, I a lot of them I will see during holiday camps and through their years beyond. So I I, I stay quite quite close close connections to those boys as well. So it's always great to see. Is that football coaching? Yeah, we we I currently um, run a football a multi sports camp with a friend, a fellow teacher here, Mr. McGrath. We run like schooling holiday camps and quite often birthday parties as well. So there's a strong relationship through, through, throughout. So children's sport really is a, a passion for you. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching them develop their skills. As I say, some children come to us not really wanting to participate. They find a friend who who is willing to participate and by the end of it they're both participating and that's all you want as a as a as a teacher that's brilliant to hear if you were to give a parent one single piece of advice whether their young boy is uh, sporty or not so sporty if you're going to offer something you've learned during your career and your time at falcons pre-prep noah what might that advice to parents be follow, follow their passions i think the difference between a child who is doing something that they enjoy and they're passionate about, you'll see a huge difference in application, in outcome, in the process, in the enthusiasm. I think that in that journey, you see just why kids are all unique in their own way. So make sure you follow and you know what those passions are. Noah, Noah Kibrib, Head of Games and Head of Reception at Falcons Pre-Prep. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It's been great to hear your passion uh, your enthusiasm and your patience with the children that you, you work with. Thank you so much for joining us, Noah. Thank you very much, Clive. It's been a pleasure. So that was Noah Kabrib, Head of Reception and Head of Games at Falcons Pre-Prep. Thank you, Noah, for coming on to this episode of The School Podcast. Really good to hear what you had to say. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, falconschiswick.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.